How do you take the day off when you're the boss? For some, it's going to seem really simple. You're going to decide that you're the boss and you work when you want and you don't work when you don't want and everyone around you will have to learn how to deal. For others, you might get caught in that scarcity mindset, feeling as though if you're not constantly available, the leads you're nurturing are going to go and get nurtured somewhere else and that if you're out of sight, you quickly become out of mind and that you quickly become irrelevant and then that will affect your bottom line so you feel as though you can never work. The truth is, is that no matter what end of that pendulum you're swinging on, you're sitting on the wrong end of it because it's the wrong question and it's the wrong lens that you're looking at. As the boss of your business, what do you need to do and what do you need to implement so that you can take off time, get yourself rested, get yourself recharged without missing a beat in your business? That's the question. Hi, welcome to another episode of Business Mindset Mastery. My name's Heather Gray. I'm a mindset and performance coach for business owners and leaders. You can always find me over at choosetohaveitall.com and I am having fun with today's question. Let's dive in. Heather, hope you had a good weekend and a nice time with your friend. I heard on the last episode that you were taking the day off so that you could be with her. I appreciate how unabashed you were in your excitement. As I was listening, I found myself wondering, how does she do it? How do you decide to just take a day off of your business? How do bosses make that choice? Anytime I take time off, I feel like I have to announce it like a Mack truck is coming. And I feel responsible for not leaving people hanging and waiting around for me to feel like working again. How do bosses take days off? Everyone talks about the freedom to work when you want, but how exactly do you make this decision for yourself? Thanks. Hi, what a question. I love that you wrote in with this. And I actually think it's an area that not a lot of people talk about when they talk about building your business. There's two schools of thought that we hear so much about, like this idea that we're constantly grinding it out, we're constantly hustling. And those are the two most overused phrases in entrepreneurship, unless you want to get me started about talking about authenticity. But here's the thing. Other people will tell you that by being the boss of your business, you have time freedom and you have lifestyle freedom and you can work when you want and you can set up your business as you want. So if you want to be able to go to yoga at two o'clock in the afternoon, you get to go to yoga at two o'clock in the afternoon. I think it leaves a really inconsistent message for new and aspiring bosses. I also think it leaves room on the table for established successful bosses. How do we decide as business owners when it's okay to step away, when we need to be present, and how do we move through our businesses so that our income and the welfare of our clients and any team members we've had, you know, we've hired goes undisrupted. Here's the thing. We have to, before we're deciding time off, the first question I always have with new business owners is what are your current business hours? The problem with time freedom and lifestyle freedom is that sometimes people build businesses without structure. 
So that means if on a random Monday they want to work from 10 in the morning until 3 o'clock in the afternoon and then call it a day, they do. If they did then decide on Tuesday they want to start work at 3 o'clock in the afternoon but then work until 10 o'clock in the evening, they get to do that as well. And they tell themselves the story that they get to do that because they're the boss. And this is, after all, what we do this for, right? For the time freedom, for the lifestyle freedom. That works when you're a freelancer. That works when you're a consultant. It does not work when you are the boss of a business. And that's the mindset that I'm talking to people about more and more regularly. This idea that you can make money, you can have a full-time income being a consultant, being a freelancer, working when you want, not working when you don't want to. But the boss of a business mentality has to be different. It doesn't work if there's no structure or no consistent order for people. It's really hard to set yourself up for success with scalable systems and a way of moving through the world in the business if the people you interact with don't know when you're available and don't know when you're unavailable. So that's where it starts. Before you decide when you're taking time off, you have to know when you're working. That doesn't mean you have to be rigid. It doesn't mean you have to lock yourself into a corporate nine to five mentality. But what it does mean is you need to know what works best for your business in terms of how many hours a week your business needs you, when it's most optimal for you to be working in and on your business, and what people need to know from you about your availability in order to best keep the systems of your business functioning. When you're on your own and you start out and you're not making a lot of money, it's so easy to say yes to any random job on any random day on any random time. But as you get established as a business, it doesn't work. Think about your brick and mortar. If you go to a Yelp review, do you know how many times you will go to like a small mom and pop shop, a brick and mortar? and somebody will show up at the door and say, huh, they posted that they were open until seven o'clock. Here I am, it's 4.30 in the afternoon and nobody's here and the door is locked. And that gives a poor reception of the business. For some brick and mortars and some small town shops, that's going to be unavoidable because it's really hard to get the word out to the general public when you decide to leave early for a day or when your kid gets sick and you have to go to the ER unexpectedly or when life just gets in the way. But a lot of the business owners I work with fail at this part, simply having regular, consistent, predictable business hours. Once you know when you're working, it's so much easier to decide when you're not. And that's where we go next. As the boss of your business, how much time do you think you would like off each week, each month, or each year? Businesses in corporate get to decide that for you, right? They say something like two weeks, three personal days, a couple of bereavement days, and maybe you'll get a couple of professional training days thrown in for good measure. 
As the boss of your business, you are not stuck in that mentality, but you do have to decide as the boss of your business, what works for your business. So for me, for example, one of the things that I know very well about myself is that I am the most focused, the most productive, and the most efficient at the beginning of the week. Towards the end of the week, I lose my focus, I lose my drive, I become less interested in working all hours of the week. So if I want to get stuff done, if I want to be focused and I want to be efficient, I need to schedule tasks at the beginning of the week, that makes it a really bad idea for me to take a lot of Mondays off of work because I'd be taking off my most effective time. When I was a brick and mortar therapist, I got in the habit of only scheduling my clients from 9 to 12 on Friday mornings so that I had time in the afternoon to catch up on any paperwork for the week to kind of get myself calmed down and relaxed heading into the weekend so then I could transition a little less disruptively into family time and into time with my friends. If I had time for myself, I usually transition better into the weekend. I use that personal awareness about myself to know that I'm most effective at the beginning of the week, that I need more downtime at the end of the week to plan my weekly schedule, but then to also look at when would be the best time to take time off. The first thing you want to do is to be proactive in terms of how you think about your business. You can know the average client flow of your business and you can choose time off accordingly with that. So for example, when I was a mental health therapist, the really busy time was always the beginning of January when everyone was in New Year's resolution mode. And then the beginning of September when that back to school season kicks in and everybody starts thinking about new beginnings. So it wouldn't make sense as the business owner of my business that unless I had to, I would take time off during the busiest season. However, things really dropped off in November and December because nobody wants to talk about their dysfunctional families weeks before they have to sit at a holiday table with them. And nobody wants to go to therapy when they have the list of things to do that's a mile long. So that would always be a really good time for me to take time off. Likewise, the same was true for me about August. Nobody wants to sit in a therapy office when they can be sitting at the beach with their family. So you start to learn the cycles of your business. And as the business owner and as the boss of your business, you make the decision for when it makes the most economic sense for you to step away. You then do it just as anybody would do in corporate. You let people know ahead of time, I have a vacation planned. This is when you can expect me to be gone. This is when you can expect me to be back. This is how people can contact me in the meantime. It's the same skill set. You communicate to the best of your ability when you're going to be there, when you're not, and when people can expect to return to hear from you. But then the next thing I want you to look at is given who you are, 
Given how you move through the world, what is the best time for you to take off? Sometimes the best time for your business and the best time for you are going to be in direct contradiction with one another. And you're going to have to navigate that out and sort it out for yourself. But if you ask yourself the question, when do I get the most bang for my buck if I take time off? When does it seem to matter less? You can then decide ahead of time when a good break would be. So for example, it's fairly predictable at this point of time that I'm always going to take the Monday holidays off. That anytime here in the States, it's a Monday holiday. I'm going to take that off because my husband always has those days off because he works in the federal government. So he and I will always be able to enjoy extended long weekends together. If I anticipate that he's going to be busy or he has something to do, then maybe I'll decide to work. But I know that my life value is to have as much family time as possible. So I'm going to figure out a way to make that work in my schedule. And I'm going to know the events that are going on with my friends and my family to know when I might want to be available to them. And I'm going to plan ahead. But the thing that business owners don't pay attention to and that we all sort of bemoan and complain about corporate is that corporate counts days. And I don't think as business owners, we need to start counting days and holding ourselves to strict expectations. But we do need to look at the big picture of how much does a day off cost us? Do we recoup the money? Do we have passive income that we will be earning money even if we're not physically sitting in our offices doing the work? How is our financial systems and structures impacted by a day off? And then to know how long can this business function at its optimal level without me there? Obviously, sometimes you're going to test it. Obviously, sometimes life is going to challenge it. Those of you who have been regular and consistent listeners to this show know that even though I didn't officially take time off of work, I took time off from recording the podcast because navigating the busy schedule of trying to move and transition and all of those tasks combined with figuring out where I was going to find consistent Wi-Fi, it turned into more trouble than I found it worth it. So I took some time off from recording and then got back to it as soon as things could be a little smoother, a little easier, and a little more consistent. There's no right answer here. But the right approach is to be mindful and deliberate, to not be reactive to this idea that suddenly out of nowhere you're overcome and swept over by burnout to the point where you have to take a mental health day and everybody's unprepared for it as if it were a sick day, but to recognize that as the boss of your business, you are going to do your best to be responsible about it and to set your business up for success while you take that time off. That's the important piece here, to recognize that if you are mindfully paying attention to how you're doing, what your energy levels are like, what your motivation is like, and you can plan accordingly, you set yourself up for total success. So for example, before I did the move to California, I was crying on a regular basis. It sounds so stupid and dramatic now because it's all worked out so incredibly well. 
development keeps saying out loud about this move that if I had known how awesome it was going to be on the other side, I never would have created such a shit show about it. But regardless of what I came to find out later, at the time, it was incredibly emotionally draining preparing to leave my friends and family. So I stopped scheduling one-on-one calls with my clients. I moved to a Voxer-only practice or a group training practice because that one-on-one work is really demanding, is really challenging of my emotions, requires me to be present on a level that the one-on-one Voxer plan doesn't require or on the same intimate level that a group training would provide because I can show up for a group training and it's way more general and conversational than that deep, intense personal work. So I made room for the emotions that my personal life was having by... uh, you know, adapting that to my business. I wouldn't have been able to do that for months and months, but because I got ahead of it, because I saw the challenges coming, I scheduled accordingly so that as soon as I was here and moved into my new home, I was then able to resume the one-on-one work, let people know that I was again available for that, and my business moved along without skipping a beat. It's really the mindful piece that's important here, making the deliberate choice, not just deciding on a random Tuesday that you don't feel like working, but looking at your week on Sunday, realizing you don't have that much to do on Tuesday. If you just move this one thing to Wednesday, suddenly it frees up and you can treat yourself to a day off. But if you pay attention to those cues and you think about it critically, that's how you make the decision rather than impulsively having an idea that the sun has come out, you'd like to go to the beach, so you're going to take the day off. That works for two or three personal days a year, just like it does in corporate. But as a long-standing way of deciding time off in your business, it just doesn't work because you risk becoming unreliable for your, um, your contacts, your clients, your prospective clients, any people you contract with in terms of support staff or anybody that you might want to network with. It's always better to be mindful and deliberate in the choice. The thing too that I really wish I could teach people is that you don't get to the destination faster simply by burning the candle at both ends. When you're brand new and starting out, it's the same thing as when you've achieved a certain level of success and you want to up level. You automatically end up telling yourself a story that you have to go, 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 push, 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 grind, 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 hustle, hustle, hustle. When in fact we do better with a break. And I want you to take a step back and go back to your corporate days for a second or think about your corporate life if you're still there and think about how much work you got done on your last day of vacation versus your first day back from vacation. I can tell you that by the end of the day on Thursday, not even the end of the day, midday Thursday, when I was preparing for my weekend, I told myself, and I had it written out loud, like written down on paper right next to the podcast um, notes that I keep, that as soon as I was done recording the podcast, I was done until Monday. So that already put me in vacation mode. I did the show, I said what I needed to say, and then I hit stop, and before I knew it, I was at the nail salon getting my toes done, and I didn't think about work all weekend. But I was drifting out of that, like being present for work mode, 
I would say probably by Wednesday. But today, I've crushed it. I had three full days off of work where I didn't check work email. I didn't engage about work topics. I was barely on social media. I was completely present for the treat that was my long weekend. And I have gotten so much done in just the first few hours of my day because I was focused, because I had energy, and because I know that this is how I best work. That when I am hours away from vacation, I might as well toss that time because I don't get anything done. But that when I come back to it, I am driven, I'm focused, my ambition is right there at the ready, and I'm ready to make an impact by making an income and vice versa. That's how it works, my friends, by being deliberate and by being the boss of your business. So when you're thinking about time off, you have to think critically about what it means for the health of your business, how much you're able to produce and how hard you're able to work when you haven't taken any time off. How often you give yourself at least one full day off from work a week. How often you give yourself one full week off from work in a year. And then, dare I say it, how often you take a full two weeks off from work to really reboot and recharge. There's no right answer. Some people are going to have full energy, full motivation, full ambition with just three days off a year. Other people are going to need three weeks off a year. But the question is, ask yourself what's best for you. Ask yourself what's best for your business. What's the cost of taking vacation? What's the cost of not taking vacation? And then be the boss of your business. Make the decision plan for it, and communicate to everybody who needs to know what, who's your backup, how people can, um, you know, who they should reach in case of an emergency. Even if there is no emergency coverage, let people know that. And then you owe it to yourself that if you have scheduled a vacation, if you've been deliberate in your planning, that you do not look at your business with one eye open, because then you're not really off. You're not really recharging. You're not rebooting. You're not refreshing. You're just kind of stalling out in this weird half present, half checked out state. Nothing gets done, but nothing gets renewed. You want to unplug for the health of your business. That's why businesses have open and opening hours and closing hours, because we need that recoup time. Things need to get done in the off time for those brick and mortars. People are stocking, people are getting ready. And for us online business owners, we need that break and we need that ability to step back, check in with ourselves, check in with our people, regroup, fill up our gas tanks so we can go back at it the next day or the next week or the next two weeks whenever you come back from your break. I'm sorry I can't give you a hard and fast rule here, but that is why we're all striving to leave corporate, why most of us want to own our own businesses for that time freedom and lifestyle freedom to be able to decide those things ourselves. But we also want to do it in a responsible way that nurtures ourselves while taking care of our business. I think you asked a great question. It's such a common sense, basic question that few business owners take the time to really look at for what's best for them. So thanks so much for speaking up. I hope this 
answer helps. If any of you listening have a question of your own and you'd like my two cents on it, do um, write in. You can always find me at heather at choosetohaveitall.com. Thanks so much for joining me today. I look forward to talking to you next time. Bye for now.